Hello, everyone, and welcome to another episode of Couch Critics from the Stands. I am your host, Easton Moore, and as always, I have my co-host of this series, Austin Lockwood. How are you doing? Uh, doing all right. Chiefs are 4-0, so it's always a good day. That is true. The Chiefs are 4-0. We didn't get to talk to you last week. We just had some scheduling issues between the two of us. Um, and yeah, Chiefs have two victories over the past two weeks, both on Monday night. Uh one was scarier than the other, and I would not have guessed uh, that the Baltimore game was the one that wasn't scary to watch, and the the Pats game was, especially the Pats without Cam Newton. Yeah, honestly, I was, I still never, as usual, I say it every week, and it won't change ever. I don't know if I'll ever be worried about a Chiefs game for the rest of this season. But I just, I'll I knew. Be worried. I don't worry about it anymore. Shit happens. I just have 100% faith at this point. Yeah. And even though there, it was a really rough start at the beginning with that Pats game, I mean, it's it's Pat Mahomes. It's the Chiefs. One yeah. way or another, they figure it out. Even though this time, admittedly, it was more the Chiefs' offense as a whole instead of Pat carrying them to victory. Yeah. Uh, I, I think with the new Pat Mahomes era, I don't get like nervous before the game or anything or like I get scared because any game can go any way. You never know. But while I'm watching the game, I'm never like, well, it's just not our day. We're, we're not going to be able to score touchdowns to come back from a couple touchdowns or we've only scored six points in the first three quarters and, you know, Patriots score a touchdown and then we're not going to be able to do anything and they win. Um, I'm not scared about that anymore because I know that this do- this offense can just power it's o- uh, power itself on and and three drives score three touchdowns in the span of five minutes total and you can win. I mean, so I'm not scared watching as as much as I used to. Uh, I guess in the old Alex Smith era, or if you go before that, I mean, with the plethora of terrible quarterbacks that we had, uh, I was always scared <laughs> going into games. Uh, usually, I knew we were going to lose, but it, it's uh, always been a wonder on. Is this going to be the game where the Chiefs, like, how are they going to choke away this big game? That's how it used to be. But yeah. this season, it's been even more so than last year, where it just feels like a 16-0 season, like, that's com- still completely on the table. And I'm just not seeing where it's going to go now. I don't see we've, how that's going to not happen. We've got one really hard matchup coming up, not this next week, but the week after. Definitely not and, next week. No, definitely not next week. Not too scared about... Uh, the the Derek Carr um, and you heard it here first, folks. You know who to blame when we jinxed the Chiefs and fucked it for everybody. Who are we blaming? Uh, I'll take you? the blame for that one. You're I'll take volunteer. It? Okay. <laughs> I'm not taking the blame for it. I'm not saying we're gonna win by five touchdowns, but uh, I I don't think we should be too worried about the the Raiders. However, we have the Bills coming up the the week after on Thursday Night Football, which seems to be the Andy Reid Chiefs kryptonite because we don't win a lot of uh, Thursday night games. Our only uh, divisional losses in the past, what, like 32 games or whatever, have all been on Thursday night. It's just something about Mm -hmm. that short week that uh, the Chiefs just can't handle. But I'm hoping they can overcome that. And then all they have is uh, Tampa Bay. Um, And if they can get healthy with Goodwin and... Evans that could be that could be a rough night but I think all of our corners will be back by then so I mean barring other injuries you never know um and then the Saints but I'm really not too worried about the Saints if I'm being honest 
they do not look anywhere near as good as they were last year. Um, and I think they missed their shot. Uh, but anyways, we're talking about Chiefs is what we're doing. And we're talking about Chiefs Baltimore and then Chiefs Pats. Uh, Mahomes looked fantastic against the Baltimore defense. Uh, it looked like he was out there throwing a ball against, um, I don't know what, like the uh, Olathe East defense out there? Or, oh, <laughs> sure, no, no, no. We'll give him Sorry. that much credit. Sorry, it was uh, Olathe, Olathe Northwest that the wrong Baltimore or the wrong Ravens showed up, uh, at least on the defensive side. You could probably say offensive side, too. Uh, I don't know if you're in the local area, but our local news said that uh, it was Chiefs versus Olathe Northwest Ravens uh, on Monday night. They uh, they threw up the wrong the wrong Ravens. Yeah, and honestly, to not completely focus on the Chiefs for once, the one thing that just ne- made no sense to me was the fact that the Ravens just weren't running the ball as much as they should have been. Honestly, I just. I don't see why they were throwing away the running game so quickly. Well, Mark Jackson had nine carries during that entire game. That's and not, not not only did he lead the team in carries, he had 83 yards on those nine carries. He had a long, like a longest rush it's of like 30 yards. Yeah, I was like, that was a, they he was big killing it for those nine carries. But then they just, they never did anything with it. The next guy with the most carries was Mark Ingram with seven. He's a running back. He only got seven carries. Yeah, they were playing from behind for a large majority of the game, and that could have been it. But when your bread and butter is the run game uh, and, and using your pass game off of the run game, even if you're down two touchdowns, scoring points is what matters. And so if you need to run the ball and then mix in some play action stuff to do that, if that's what you need to do to score a touchdown, that's what you should do. Uh, it's better to to take a seven minute drive and score a touchdown, than take a two minute drive and go twelve yards and then punt the ball away to the the other uh, opponent's offense. So, I agree. Yeah, I mean, and, I'm thankful that they went away from it as somebody well, and, who hates watching the Chiefs get run on. But. And one thing, the other thing for my part of this is that as as I'm going through these score uh, like the play by plays. There was a time when Baltimore was only down by, like, three points. They were yeah. not, like, for the most of the first quarter, or, well, half of the first quarter, essentially, they just immediately abandoned the game, or the run game, on the second drive. They had one bad tripping penalty, which, honestly, if I remember correctly, that was, like, barely a tripping penalty. Oh, it was a bad call. It was 100% a bad call. Um, and as soon as they stopped that and ended up in a first and 20, they proceeded to go for a pass play the next three plays in a row, which, you know, first and 20, it's a long yardage and that kind of thing. But you still have opportunities to mix some other plays in. But when you just keep passing with Lamar Jackson over and over, you're not, of course, you're not going to succeed like that. You're not playing to his strengths in that regard. And then they went on and they got their kick return touchdown. Then they had a three and out where they passed the ball three separate times and didn't go anywhere with with it. And it's it's hey, just, it's what? mind-boggling. It's mind-boggling. If that's how Baltimore wants to play us, I'm cool with it because we're three and zero. So yeah, they hopefully they do that stupid. in January yeah. too. Because <laughs> I mean, it's just it's made no sense to me. I don't understand it. And I really like uh, Jim Harbaugh or John Harbaugh. Which one is it? It's John Harbaugh. I hate that so much. But he's like a really good coach. I have respect for him as a coach, but I just didn't understand the play calling in that. 
And yeah. uh, I don't think we we didn't see the Ravens at their best, or even at their like normals. So I'm not taking too much away from that victory. I'm just glad to see that Pat Mahomes was straight in the defense. Yeah, I I don't know if we've ever seen the Ravens at their best, and I don't know if that's just because they get overhyped in their head, knowing that they're facing the best team in the NFL and they just underperform, or if this Chiefs defense uh, just shows them looks that uh, they can't stay with and, you know, Lamar can't throw the ball as well. And uh, I mean, they didn't look fantastic rushing the ball for the most part. I mean, they, they got good chunk yards, but then they would get stuffed on first and 10 and it would be second and 10 and then they'd go to the pass game, be an incomplete pass, and then you're looking at third and 10. And uh, it's hard to convert those. And I think that's maybe why they went away from the run is because if it gets stuffed once, you're kind of uh, Lamar Jackson's not screwed, but when you have such a good run game and you're used to getting second and five, second and four, and then it's second and ten, you're to play so different, and maybe he just wasn't. He's just not used to it. I don't know, but it was a fun game to watch. Uh, I don't know. I don't know about you, but as a Chiefs fan, it was it was fun to watch. And the the Pats game wasn't fun to watch. Yeah, the Chiefs Pats game wasn't fun to watch until the last. I don't know, six minutes? I'd say the last half in general was at least interesting. It wasn't as uh, pathetic looking on both sides of the ball. That's when the scoring actually kind of kicked in to gear for the Chiefs. Yeah, but uh, uh, when it comes to this, go ahead. I'm just, I'm not that surprised with what happened. Just considering the whole situation about how we even came to having this game on Monday at 6 o'clock. And just the fact that the Chiefs were still able to score 26 points despite everything that's been going on, despite both teams being banged up, they did exactly what I would expect them to do, and they easily handled this team. They just kind of did it in a slightly different manner than usual. And a lot of people have been giving the Chiefs defense criticism for giving up a lot of rushing yards. But, you know, the Chiefs always give up a lot of rushing yards. They're doing exactly what they always do, and what they always do seems to be working. Yeah. So I don't I'll, I don't really see why people are being so pessimistic about this win when it's not that different from any of the other wins. Hell, this is their biggest win of the season in terms of point difference. Yeah, all all that matters when it comes to the rushing game is is that leading to points. If if they have 180 yards and they score, you know, 35 points, they score you know whether it's passing or or rushing touchdowns if they're running the ball like crazy and they get to the red zone and they're putting that into touchdowns then yeah the run game's affecting everything and they're putting up points and it's also limiting the time the the amount of time that pat mahomes has the ball but what usually happens with the run uh run heavy team which usually baltimore isn't this way but they were two weeks ago when they played us but usually a bit uh, a heavier running attack um, keeps the game low because they'll they'll drive for eight to nine minutes and kick a field goal and they'll only get three points and then uh, they have a stout defense and they stop them from getting anywhere then they come back down they they run the ball take another seven minutes off and they maybe get a touchdown you know at the end of the game they only scored 20 points but the other offense didn't get enough time to you know have enough possessions to score touchdowns but that doesn't matter with Pat because Pat's gonna or this Chiefs offense is going to score touchdowns most of the time. So and it, it one just thing matters is, if it just matters if that rushing is leading to touchdowns or not. Uh I mm-hmm. mean, I remember a Tennessee Titans game with Derrick Henry where he had 
almost 200 yards and they scored 14 points. It's like the yards don't matter if, if you're not putting up points. It's the same with the passing game. If you pass for 450 yards, but there's only, you know, you only score 17 points, then the, I mean, the yards are, are pointless. They don't do any, they don't mean anything. Yeah, and the one thing that I've been noticing, especially since the beginning of the postseason, or last postseason, yeah. is at, the one thing that I can give them is at least when they go up against big running backs, they seem to be able to clamp it down when they know for a fact that their offense, the offense they're going up against, is heavily focused on the run game. Because this, you got to remember, this was a Chiefs team who in the playoffs was able to limit the Derrick Henry, the human monster dump trunk motherfucker. <laughs> he, they limited him to, like, less than 70 yards. Yeah. That is ridiculous. And honestly, if they can just do that on against the teams where it really, really matters, then that's all I can ask from them. Because I yeah. fully expect to see a team like the Titans in the playoffs, and if they can just do it when it matters, then who cares? Yeah, that that's exactly right. It's just like... Uh... And week one, when we faced the the Texans, uh, Johnson had, uh, I don't know exactly how much it was. I guess I can look up, but he was running all over the place in the first half and was doing really well, but it wasn't giving them enough points. They weren't really, uh, I guess he had 77 yards, but he was, he had a seven, uh, seven yard average on his run, but it didn't matter because it didn't end up in, uh, in enough points because the Chiefs were scoring points on the other end. Uh, and just more frequently so yeah it's uh i, I don't think that's mm-hmm. a blueprint of beating the chiefs but and uh, even then the other problem that i've had with a bunch of people on social media and twitter is they like to downplay how well the defense did because they're going up against brett Stidham or whatever the hell his name is and brian hoyer in brian hoyer's defense Whenever he's been put in situations where he's basically set up to fail, he has still managed to produce at least average results. Like, he, he, out of backup quarterbacks, he's probably one of the better backups in the league, if I'm being honest. And it doesn't, since he's never been a successful, like, starter on good teams, it's easy to just forget that or not notice it. But he's been productive in bad situations. And I don't think his situation was nearly as bad as people are trying to say. So I don't consider him being the starting quarterback as a valid excuse to say the Chiefs didn't do everything they needed to uh, on Sunday or Monday, whatever. Yeah, what what I don't get about the whole uh, the whole thing isn't necessarily that Brian Hoyer didn't play fantastic. It's that everyone's talking about how if Cam Newton was in it, Cam Newton would have played significantly better and they would have won that game. But that's just not the case through his first three games. He has, uh, through his first three games, he's only he's averaging 287 yards, so just under 300, so not bad. But he's he had two touchdowns and two interceptions, passing the ball at least. And so that's an average of less than a touchdown per game and then almost an average of an interception per game. And his rating's only been 89.7. So it's not like... Uh, cam newton's been playing fantastic he had one big game against seattle which every quarterback playing seattle except for uh miami has done well i mean dak prescott threw (laughs) 450 yards um i can't remember who they played week one but 
uh, Seattle's defense has not been playing well this year, and so Cam Newton's the only that's his only big game. His other games weren't that impressive at all. So I'm really wondering how much of a difference it would have mattered. Now we would have had to worry about him uh, running the ball more, which is definitely a part of his game, and I can understand the argument. But overall, to say that you know. We won the game just because of Brian Hoyer and Jared Siddham, I think, is a bad and, argument. And now that you brought up Seattle, I this is a, just a side note since we're talking about like how Seattle's done over the season. First off, they started the season against the Falcons. That's who it was, and yeah. Honestly, maybe we were kind of misjudging like Cam Newton's effectiveness in the past game when we were comparing like his performance against the Seahawks. Because out of four games this season, the Seahawks have allowed the opposing quarterback to throw for at least 300 yards all four times. Matt Ryan threw for 450 yards on an 0-4 Falcons team. He had 450 yeah. yards. And, and and then we had... Dak Prescott. Yeah, Dak Prescott just completely destroyed everything for 472 yards and still somehow managed to lose. Love the Cowboys. Greatest, <laughs> great, great show. And even Ryan Fitzpatrick, despite having, you know, two interceptions, no touchdowns, he still threw for 315 yards. Ryan Fitzpatrick on a shitty Dolphins team was able to do that. Yeah, so I'm so- not convinced that Cam Newton is just some magic remedy that would have shifted the wins for the Pats during that game. Exactly, and that's that's my point. I don't mean to take a big old dog shit on Seattle's defense, but I am. <laughs> um, so yeah, I I think it probably would have been closer, but I also think the Chiefs would have tried to play a little bit different. I think they knew that they were facing Brian Hoyer and Jared Stidham, and so they backed off a little bit. That's something that uh, this Chiefs team is notable for is playing down to their opponents they try to save stuff um for bigger games like baltimore or when we hit the playoffs um and so i'm not necessarily necessarily saying they went vanilla but i do think that they uh they just weren't uh i don't know they just didn't look like they were playing uh like like a hundred percent they weren't playing their a hundred percent uh, a plus game uh, and it showed that's where all those mistakes came in there were a lot of mistakes by the Chiefs a lot of mistakes by New England too but um, but it, but yeah we can stop talking about the Chiefs even though we're both Chiefs fans and I'm sure some of you listening are uh, we're not going to go over week three even though we missed it but I'm going to tell you what our record was on our uh, picks um, I was let's see here 12 and 3 um and then we had one tie and then austin was 11 and 4 with one tie wait so this is for week three yeah okay i feel like we as we go into week four we should probably go ahead and just um announce the week four results as a total Um. Oh yeah, I was wondering why uh, this week had less games because I was like, "There's only I only have 15 tallies for um week four, but that's because Pittsburgh and Tennessee didn't play, so that would make sense. <laughs> There's one less game. Um. So you went uh ten and five, and I went seven and eight. Let's go. 
So uh, we've been fighting pretty close for the first couple of weeks, uh, and I've been I think I've been on average beating you by one win. But I'm and not a one. I think that sounds about right, which means I might have just caught up overall in one fell swoop, bitch. Oh yeah, yeah, you did. Uh, although I guess I don't know how many uh, how many games you really looked at before I texted. No, I'm kidding. I I, I don't <laughs> think you lied to me. Uh, but yeah, this week was a bad week for me. There were a lot of close games, and I called them all wrong. So, uh, yeah, we'll just start going through uh, these games. We don't have to talk about them much. But Broncos Jets. Uh, Jets showed that uh, they're the Jets and they're atrocious. And I don't really think there's anything else to say other than the Denver Broncos thinking that uh, Brett Ripon is the next Patrick Mahomes. It's not just – that's just amazing. <laughs> he has a 242-yard, two-touchdown game against the New I York saw, Jets. Yeah. The Jets. I get it. I'm still – I mean – it, Drew Locke's going to come back. He's going to be past news unless Drew Locke just completely botches this when he comes back. So I'm not even going to bother talking about that well, Drew, aspect. Well, Drew but Locke I wanna give, the next I want to give this – huh? Well, Drew Locke is the next Pat. They have two, yeah, they have he's two supposed of the next the, Pats. Oh, my God. What legends. Because the Broncos have done so well with picking their own quarterbacks when they don't have to leech off the Colts. I'm surprised but, they didn't pick up Andrew Luck after uh, he retired. But what the point I'm trying to get to <laughs> yeah. is that I saw a clip of Brett Ripon with an just an amazing downhill block on a running play, and I just want to give kudos to him for being that committed. It I feel like that is what you it, want from your starting quarterback. But see, that's what you would want to say. But it, I think it's just kind of like... He's a backup what would you guy, say? so yeah. Well, and that's the thing is like, there's kind of like this weird story, or not storyline, but just aspect to backup quarterbacks where you can see them just putting themselves out there yeah. in a way that you just don't see out of starters. I mean, it's what And it's Hoyer really did. fascinating seeing that stuff. Hoyer and yeah, did no, Hoyer, he, he I didn't up, see that play. Oh, but. He, uh, he squared up on uh, Derek Naughty. Oh, he, like Derek Naughty. Derek felt, Na- Wait, what? Yes, <laughs> Derek Naughty. He he went up. Now I don't think Naughty was expecting it. I think it caught him off guard. Uh, but yeah, it pushed him back. He was uh, yeah, he was going after the running back, and Hoyer was kind of there, and Hoyer Hoyer popped him and uh, pushed him back a little bit, and it made it where uh, Naughty couldn't get the the play on the running back too. So. Yeah, and that's just one of the things that makes it so exciting when a backup quarterback does has have to come in. Because it's just one of those things about how the game just changes so much just based on who's uh, taking snaps behind center. Yeah. But either uh, way, ignore. we're, we're going to move on from this uh, just absolute shit fest the, to go yeah, on to yeah. the next shit fest. Uh, both of these teams would be 0-4 if they weren't playing each other. So, uh, The next week we got the Jaguars and the Bengals. Oh, we both picked the Broncos to win that last game, by the way, just in case you were wondering. The, the Jags and the Bengals, um, this wasn't really a fun game to watch, but it wasn't, it yeah, wasn't it was bad. All, it, yeah. I'm glad I, to see. I still, uh, I still don't believe, I refuse to believe until I actually see one, but I don't believe there are such thing as Jaguar and Bengals fans. <laughs> I'm not convinced that that's a thing. 
But if you are one of those mythical creatures, you might have had fun watching one way or the other. Yeah, and I'm, but, I mean, I'm glad uh, Joe Burrow finally got a got a win. Uh, I mean, he's been playing fairly well. He hasn't been playing like top ten quarterback or anything, but he's been playing pretty well in a pretty bad team. I'd say for him, him he's weeks. at least uh, well. I want to say that he's been playing in the top half of quarterbacks, but his QBR would tell you otherwise. <laughs> but I don't know. I mean, for a rookie, I think he's doing perfectly fine with the team that he's been dealt. And I don't know. I mean, it was a back and forth. The the Jaguars had a chance to win that. They were pulling within, you know, striking distance. But it was just too little too late. Same old story. There wasn't anything insane about the final score. Well, I certainly, I'll admit, be the first to admit, I didn't watch that fucking game. (laughs) Uh, Did you pick the Bengals or the Jags to win that one? I'm pretty sure I picked the Jags to win that I one, the, and yeah. I was surprised. I picked the Jags on that one. You did pick the Jags. Like, um, I, it's almost, it's honestly kind of shocking that the Jags are one three for me right now. I expected at least a little bit more success against like the Dolphins and the Bengals. Well, but they've we, just dropped the ball. We did have them as one of the worst teams in the NFL starting out, but then they played so well that first week. Yeah, when they beat the Colts, and yeah. then they almost beat the Titans, who are well undefeated right now yeah but i mean they, they could the the titans could have beat the steelers so i mean i don't want to say that they are basically i'm giving them team, i'm giving both those team asterisks until they actually freaking play each other just put them as a, like it's like a tie right now until they're they're not undefeated but they're not uh they're undefeated but they're not uh they don't have four you know whatever either you way say. can we move on to the fun game now i was about to say um Talking about too little, too late. Dallas fucking Cowboys <laughs> playing the Browns. Oh and, boy! And, and and just 2020 Cowboys is just something to watch. Just every game they've just just got shat on, and then in the last what 12 minutes, their offense just lights up the scoreboard and scores three or four touchdowns in that time period and puts them back in the game. And of course, against the Atlanta Falcons crap shoot, they want it. But in the rest of the games, it's just a little, it's too little too late and they can't, see, they can't score. See, that's, and they that's almost, what makes it. It's it is almost a marvel. It is so amazing how this shit has happened. It's fun to watch though. It was not only did the Cowboys manage to score three touchdowns in a span of like nine minutes. They also got all three two-point conversions. They went three for three on two-point conversions. I don't they remember down the last... by three. They were down by three after being down... Um, what was it? 30... 41 to 14. Yeah. Yeah. Just... And... It, is a, it is just amazing. And... Only the Cowboys could do that. So they, they were down by three, and not with like 20 seconds left. With like three and a half minutes left, and they did one of the stupidest botch kicks I've ever seen, where they kicked the ball to the fifty-yard line instead of one trying an onside kick, or two, like pooch kicking it so it gets to like the ten, and they pick it up and run it to like the thirty. Um, and you're you hope your defense who hasn't been able to hold well, they actually did have three solid defensive stands. Uh, but uh, one play by yours, yours truly, Odell Beckham Jr. Uh, kind of ruined that whole 
uh, comeback story? Uh, it, I'm just I'm reveling. We both in this. picked the Cowboys to win this one too. Yeah, Dak Prescott is averaging over 400 yards a game and has one win to show for it. And we got to remember, they barely won against an 0-4 Atlanta Falcons team. They needed everything to go right and pulled off a miracle against the Falcons. And they won by a single point in the end of it. This team sucks. <laughs> it, well, it's their defense. It this, really is. This defense is atrocious. They allowed 300 yards of rushing rushing offense and this is what i'm talking about when i when i talk about uh rushing stats it's if they run for 300 yards but they put up 20 points or 25 or you know 27 points or something like that that's one thing but they were running the ball down their throat and scoring touchdowns on every single drive the browns (laughs) scored what was it 40 uh 49 points and uh, forty-nine points. Forty-nine the points scored from forty-nine points from rushing the ball. From rushing the ball, because Baker Mayfield played terrible this game. He his only good throws were to Odell. Everything else looked terrible, and that's even with his offense running the ball three hundred yards. So the defense should be like as heavy a box as you can imagine, trying to stop the run. And he's still. I mean, I'm trying to look up. Uh, Look up I mean, st- hell, the Browns' leading rusher is it? I think it's Durnest Johnson. Yeah, he had five yards going into that game on the season, and now that gave him a perfect hundred so far. Baker Mayfield threw for a hundred and sixty-five yards, and his offense scored forty-nine points. <laughs> you know oh how, my you god! Know, you know how much Pat Mahomes had to throw to score forty-nine points? And he lost, by the way. What was it? 520 yards and five touchdowns? <laughs> yep. Dak so, Prescott, I mean, to think that going into this season, there was such a huge debate on whether or not the Dallas Cowboys needed to sign Dak to, like, a long-term deal or not. But, I mean, fuck. They can't even stay in these games if he's not out there throwing for 500 yards. Yeah. I do have to even, say, even though. Even the run game has been sucking dick as oh, well. Yeah. So it's not even just the defense. He hasn't had any help on the ground. Yeah, the run game has been has been real bad. The one thing I do have to say is um, Dak Prescott for stretches of games can't keep can't uh, keep the ball. He can't keep the ball moving. So in the middle of that game, their offense couldn't do anything. And any time that they did, uh, Dak Prescott fumbled the ball, and then. Um, Ezekiel Elliott fumbled the ball. And other than that, it was three and out or five and out, and they moved the ball 15 yards, give it back to the Browns, and the Browns run 12 plays and score a touchdown. So there's definitely problems with Dak and the fact that I don't know if you were watching this game or not, Austin, or if you were just watching kind of the box score, but Dak Prescott, I think, threw three or four passes that should have been picked off. And yeah, but when when you force your quarterback to throw fifty eight times, that's that's, that's it's going to happen. Yeah, and, like you're, he, and you're forcing him to to try to come back in a game where they're down by twenty eight points or whatever. And the thing with him is, even though he's having to throw the ball all this time, I think it's honestly kind of impressive that on this season he still has a completion percentage of sixty eight point two percent. If I recall, that's higher than Pat Mahomes's completion percentage right now. Yeah. Or I'm sorry, Patrick Mahomes, as his mother prefers. 
so right now, uh, he is projected to throw for 6,760 yards. <laughs> okay, but just imagine if he did that and the Cowboys still finished like 4-12 and 12 or something. I mean, usually the passing leader uh, usually doesn't have a very good record. That's a pretty common thing. Would make sense. Because they're always playing down. They're having to throw the ball like crazy. Although he only has uh, nine touchdowns, so only projected to be at 36. So that's... Don't don't have to worry about him beating pass record. No, he'll beat the passing hitting record, that 50 mark. the touchdown record, not so much. But yeah, these uh, we're all like... I, I like Dak. I think he's a good quarterback, but situ- situation situation football over the last couple weeks hasn't been fantastic. Uh, and on top of that, he is playing with one of the worst defenses probably ever. Like it's not, it's this, really this shocking the, how bad the this defense Chiefs. is. Yeah, this is worse than the Chiefs' 2018 defense. Because it's. I don't want to go. I I don't want to go that far, but it's been that bad so far. So far, so far it has. I mean, they had that one good game against the Rams of all people, and that's it. That's it. Every all three other all the other three teams have scored at least thirty five points. It's just it's it's sad. It's sad. But you all are, already know that I could talk about this for like five hours and not get tired of it. So yeah. we should probably move on. While. Yeah, we can we can move on to our uh, our next game. Probably won't talk about much. Saints, Lions. I actually picked the Lions to win this one. Fucking Lions! I know. What a, you fool! I don't, I don't know. You fool! I don't know why I what trust the you Lions. You have learned nothing. I have learned nothing. You are very <laughs> correct, but I don't trust the Saints at all. Um, but I guess I shouldn't trust. The Lions, <laughs> ever. I, I just think to week one, week one against the Bears, that's all you have to think back to. <laughs> yeah, but then I trust the Bears in the other game, and I lost that one too, so I'm just getting No, but you see, that's everywhere. not that you don't trust the Bears to win. <laughs> yeah, you you trust, the trust the Lions to lose. Yeah, okay, fair enough. It is a miracle that that team is one and three. I don't, I mean, that's, that's the one thing I can give them credit for is they beat the Cardinals, which is not a bad team. And and early uh, early in this game, uh, it don't matter up, about early up, in the game. Yeah, they were it up fourteen to matter. zero, and yep. I I looked at that score and I'm like, hey, my uh, my sleeper pick might actually win this week. And uh, no, I got to, next thing you know, a thirty a deficit of thirty five to fourteen. Yep. Oh, love the Lions so bad. Uh, it, it only makes me feel better that they're continuing to suck with a former Pats coach leading the team. Matt Patricia's probably not going to be there much longer. I feel I feel kind of bad for him as a human being, but it just not as much as I feel bad for other coaches that didn't come from New England. Uh, I say we just move to the next game. Oh, because but I was I having fun shitting on them. <laughs> that, this is your favorite pastime of shitting on the Lions. Uh, Drew Brees still looks pedestrian, though, I think. I didn't see anything from Bastard. Him. Well, how did you do for you in fantasy there, buddy? I don't want to know. I, I, didn't, I stopped checking fantasy now. I swear, I, I'm literally the chargers of both of our fantasy leagues. Oh, yeah, because you... Uh, my, like... my boy over here has Michael Thomas, Austin Eckler... Uh, who's another big one that came out? Is it just those two? No, there were some other ones. I had 
Kenny Galladay as well, who just came back. Freaking on in our other league, I had like AJ Brown, Mike Williams, Mike Thompson, all three out. Basically, my entire wide receiver core is out, and I'm in a position where it's like, well, shit, they're all barely had any time to do anything, so I don't know who to get rid of. Aren't you 0-4 so, in that league? Yeah. Yeah, I'm like 0-4 or 0-3 or some shit. I'm 1-3 <laughs> in our other one. And it's have, just, it's been a disaster. You have 80 less points. No, 60 less points than the next person. And Drew Brees hasn't fucking helped. And of course, he, the one time he decided to actually be productive from a fantasy standpoint is the one time I was like, you know what, fuck it, I'll throw in Gardner Minshew. I'm sick of Breeze letting me down like two or three weeks in a row. And then, of course, that's the one week Gardner Minshew decides to lay an egg. Ugh. Did, I used to be good at this, man. One point. Who? Huh? You scored 41 points this last week. I didn't see. I didn't even check. I didn't want to know. <laughs> you shouldn't have told me that. I hate you right now. <laughs> oh my god. Fuck a bullshit. <laughs> uh, I, I mean, feel bad just, laughing, it, but. Mm. Yes, suck a dick. What's what's your record again? Aren't uh, you like fucking one? In, yeah, one and three, two, motherfucker. What? No, I'm not. In this ES, in our ESPN oh, league, yeah, you're no, one ESPN and three, league, right. bitch. But my other one, I'm three and one. I don't want to hear it. <laughs> uh, yeah. It's why I get for putting money in the leagues. Hey, Nick Chubb got uh, Nick Chubb got hurt, and if he didn't get hurt, I would have won. Although my opponent did have Adams and left Adams in because he was questionable and didn't play. So I can't I can't complain too much. <laughs> Um, all of my games have been close though. I, I've I've either won by like a point or lost by like two points. So at least I have that going for me. But anyways, we can stop talking about fantasy. Um, our next game was Seattle and Miami Dolphins, and I think we all guessed Seattle was going to win this game. It was closer than it should have been, but uh, Seattle did pull it out. Um, nothing too crazy, I think, to talk about. Russell Wilson's still playing pretty well. I think this was his worst game of the season, but not not a bad game. So, yeah, I mean, at this current rate, it's still I'm still convinced that it's Russell Wilson in the lead for the MVP vote. I don't know. It's, it's I don't agree really with it. Him I don't and... agree with it, but I'm just saying I don't see how Wilson isn't at in the like in the lead for most people's minds it's it's definitely russell wilson and aaron Rodgers. those are like 1a and 1b damn it what either way because no mahomes well again it's just like i've been saying he's gonna have to just break records this year if he wants to have any shot at this i'd rather win super bowls though yeah but it's you could have both though yeah, it's, i know they're not exclusive both. i know i know but you know even though dipshits like Matt Ryan like to make it seem like it. Yeah, true. Um, but yeah, right now Russell Wilson has 16 touchdowns. If he plays like this the rest of the season, he's going to have 64 touchdowns. That's his pace. I don't know. I don't want to think about it. <laughs> nope. Um, Either way. I mean, it, it won't because, I mean, the teams he's played, Miami, Dallas, which we know what that is. Uh, New England, which that was impressive. That was an impressive game by by him. And then the Atlanta Falcons. So 
He's played three. <laughs> Not the best competition. Yeah. He's uh, he's played three shit defenses and one really good one that just uh, stopped Mahomes. But I don't know how hard or like how much we were really drawing up to to let Mahomes succeed in that game. Um, but the only other thing I'll say about this Dolphins game is the Dolphins re- like just announced that they're going to keep Ryan Fitzpatrick in as a starter for n- at least next week, and it's 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 amazing how. Like, each quarterback seems to just be so consistent in doing a certain thing. And Ryan Fitzpatrick is so consistent at being fucking random. Because it's hard for me to say that he deserves to be, like, kicked out of the starting role right now. Because he's not pulling, like, a Mitch Trubisky where it's just consistently sucking. Because he's shown that he does have these good moments during some of these games. But... I'm just I'm not too shocked that he's going to keep going on, but I'm getting a little bit hyped to see Tua actually go in and see what he can do. Yeah, I am too. Uh, but well, we have to deal with Fitzpatrick for at least one more week, assuming he sucks against whoever the fuck they play. I'm trying to pull that up, but I don't know. It's going to be interesting to see how far they can go if they have to make a quarterback change, and we'll just have to see what happens against the 49ers to see when Tua time is going to be around. Yeah, I assume it's going to be fairly quickly. Uh, on to our next game, we got Bucks and Chargers. Uh, which this was a fun game to watch. Fucking Brady. Yeah. Uh, I was really happy there to was watch never gonna the be first a... week, or the first quarter, when Brady was playing like trash and threw a pick six. Um, but after that, Brady just started lighting up the field. Um, and it was a, it was fun. It was a fun game. Just, Herbert actually played really well. Uh, as well, uh, I think throwing over 300 yards, a couple touchdowns, um, 290 yards, three touchdowns, and only one interception. So still pretty good. Um, yeah, I mean, he's, for a rookie quarterback, like so far he's been like the best rookie quarterback so far from what I've seen. I've on, I would honestly say that he might be, at least per, like from a result standpoint, he's performing better than what Burrow is despite them both being, you know, one and three. Yeah. I've just been more impressed with what, with what Herbert. Herbert's done. Sure. Especially with the situation where he got thrust into a starting position. He didn't know that that was going to happen. Yeah, he didn't have uh, all of training camp to play with the ones and be a starting quarterback and, and get those reps. That's true. And, I mean, like, he's doing really good on completion percentages, which I always feel, obviously, you can have a good completion percentage if you just throw short routes. But I feel like he's done at least enough of mixing it up in terms of, like, how far he's throwing the ball. And I don't know. It's just been it's been nice to see, even though I hate the Chargers because it's required. And it's a – yeah, that's all I got to say yeah. on it. I hate seeing Brady win, but so I. I got to take the, the benefits of the Chargers losing, yes. which is good enough for me. Yes. Um, next we have – Vikings and Texans. I uh, I had the Texans winning this game, and I want Bill to say O'Brien, I did too. They had to have been. I had to pick the Texans. Bill O'Brien God is damn. just the worst. Like, it's just one. This is one of those situations. When, I mean, the Vikings were so bad. It just makes you wonder how in the world were the Texans so successful prior to this season, because. All one Hopkins? of the big things that people like to talk about, it, it was not all Hopkins. Let's not <laughs> be stupid about this. But 
the Texans were not like a bad football team prior to this year. Like it wasn't. They were still able to win the AFC South as shitty as it can be sometimes. And they were able to do it on a consistent basis, kind of like the Chiefs were doing with the AFC West. But this is just a disaster. To think that just a few players missing here and there can just ruin everything for this team. And then on top of that, he's not only managed to ruin this season, but he's mortgaged the future for an offensive lineman and a quarterback with no support pieces that can actually help him win. And I don't know how long it'll take the Texans to actually become competitive again because they're going to miss a lot of building blocks along the way. And it's it's kind of sad to see them just fall so quickly. But as for the Vikings, I mean, fuck, they they beat an 0-14. That's, there's nothing to be proud of. And Kirk Cousins, they did this with Kirk Cousins, like, not even doing anything, like, significant. But... Yeah, I mean... I mean, both of these teams are. Uh, um, Nothing good comes no out of zero and four teams playing against each other, because yeah. even if you win, it what does it mean? You beat a team that hasn't beaten anybody yet. Yeah. So. And these are both teams that uh, were in the playoffs. Just the, the last year, right? Yep. I mean, I think the Vikings were. Yeah. So both teams just. Looking really, really bad. Um, I think this was the second shit bowl game of the week because I think <laughs> Jets and Broncos was a shit show. But, uh, yeah, two bad games, and it was definitely not a good one. Next we have Arizona and the Panthers. Um, I had Arizona, and I think you had Arizona as well. I, w- I wanted to believe that they could. But I think but we're finally coming was, down to earth for the Cardinals. Yes, they played outstanding the first two weeks, and they have really uh, shown their, maybe their true colors, maybe just a, a couple-week hiccup. But uh, Kyler Murray has played not good, and um, the defense isn't terrible, but it's not been playing fantastic. But I think it's mainly Kyler Murray not not being able to – Sustained drives. Well, uh, it's throwing bad. It's picks, just kind of like weird though, picks. because at least for the Panthers game, like he was able to at least keep the interception, like not throw any interceptions. But how do you complete twenty four passes for only a hundred and thirty three yards? Thank God three of those passes were for touchdowns. But yeah, th- what that has to be just like a game plan issue at that point. I can't really imagine that he just kept throwing them to nobody, essentially. Because, I mean, hell, DeAndre Hopkins had seven receptions for 40 yards. That's less than six yards a catch. Everything was just thrown short. That was, uh, everything like, was two- to three-yard passes. I don't know if there weren't anything downfield or if... Um, if well, and that's just kind of the thing is that, like, scared one of the things deep, is that you know. got DeAndre Hopkins to open up that type of passing game, to take some of the let, let off for people like Larry Fitzgerald so that they don't have to be those deep threats and that kind of thing. But I don't know. It, he's, I think he's been fine. I think he'll still be fine. Because, hell, as long as he can keep the interceptions down, I think it'll work itself out. But Yeah, fair. I just but uh, I, I Teddy Bridgewater's it, I guess it, looked really good though. Yeah, 
I think both these teams are, you know, average at best. Average teams? That's fair. And I think but, he looked really good. Maybe yeah, he, I think he looked a lot better when in comparison to how Kyler Murray did. That could that, just that could just because when you compare it to somebody who's always throwing checkdown passes, anybody looks good. Just look like what we were always complaining about with Alex Smith back in the day, making all the other quarterbacks look like legends just because he wouldn't do those type of plays. I don't know. It, yeah. This game, it was still fun. It's it kind of it's it was... different seeing a quarterback throw that many passes for 130 yards. That's <laughs> not something you're yeah, used to. And the run game was abysmal by it. The Cardinals as well. They couldn't get the ball running at all. Uh, but and Kyler Murray had some fantastic runs though. He ran for yep. I think 75 yards. Yep. He got 78 yards total and had a almost a 50 yard run. Yep. So he's he was doing his yards, best yeah. on on the ground game at least. But Kenyon Drake, you got to get some better production out of that. Averaging less than three yards of carry is not going to cut it. Uh, No, I don't think so. Um, Next game we got here is Ravens and Washington. I don't think we need to say too much. This is exactly what we thought. Ravens were going to have a bounce-back game against one of the worst in the Washington football team. It's a miracle that they're not 0-4. Well... You could thank the uh, Philadelphia <laughs> Eagles for that. Now they can just think, oh, we'll, we'll give God credit for that one by just ruining <laughs> that Eagles team. Yeah. And um, once we get to the really end of this, to I'm going to have a big thing to say about uh, the Redskins and some other teams. But let's go ahead and get these last few games out of the way. Okay. Yeah. Um, the Jets and the L.A. Uh, Rams. I think this is another game. It was Wait, kind of ex- huh? Oh, New York Giants, not New York Jets. My bad. It's like the Giants yeah, honestly, versus. Who, honestly, what's the difference at this point? <laughs> I'm I'm done with them for this season. They're not. No, I'm out with the Giants. For God's sake, nine points. Yeah, and all it you, wasn't all really can... a good showing by the Rams either. This was not a good game to watch. Yeah, and out of all the looked, teams that are at least bad. Yeah, out of all the teams that are at least three and one or better, the Rams are easily in like the bottom two or three of all those teams that apply. I think they're good, but they just uh, they just didn't look good in this game. And I, I'm not gonna try to. I'm not gonna say, say that they're a it. shitty team or anything. I'm just saying they're the worst team that would have gone three and one or right around there there's of course one other team that would absolutely be the worst but we haven't talked about them so i won't but fuck giants come on three field goals that's all you can muster over 60 minutes of football i get it i get that you lost sparkly that's a huge blow but you were Wayne Gallman Jr. was still averaging seven and a half yards. You still have these running backs that were able to get like little chunks of yardage. I mean, hell, the Giants were blowing the Rams out of the water in the running game. Like when you compare the two running games, there was some good stuff here, but the passing game sucked again, and it's really starting. To, like Daniel Jones making me look like a fucking idiot. I to, I was about to say my uh, beginning prediction of them going zero and sixteen. Or very close to it, having the number one picking, uh, picking Trevor Lawrence isn't looking too far fetched, is it? I, uh, 
I want to say that he's at least best in, better than Sam Darnold, but at this point, even that's looking at, doubtful at the moment. And I, I want to keep believing that it's just the offensive line that's the problem. The offensive but, line is atrocious. But my God. It's it, okay. We, we can move on. We don't need to talk about how bad the Giants are. Well, you don't want to hear me rip my soul out, like just tear the, the whole heart out. No, I don't. I, I don't find that too entertaining because I'm also used to it as being a Chiefs fan before the last six or seven years. So I so have think to that it's that been year. that long, though. Yeah, we've been a winning team for for a while. Seven Not years a Super now. Bowl winning team, but, you know, a winning team. The next game we have is the Bills and the Rams. Or, God damn, I can't get any of these teams right. Bills and Raiders. Uh, Fuck the I Raiders. Bills. I think you picked Bills. It was a pretty easy game. The Raiders looked bad. The Bills looked pretty good. Um, that Josh Derek Allen Carr fumble was better. so satisfying. <laughs> I mean, um, honestly, like the Raiders, I feel like they probably would have won this game if it wasn't for them fumbling the ball three times and losing two of those fumbles. I mean, you, you're not going to win that when that happens. It's it's hard to win if you're fumbling the ball all the time. That is a true statement. And, um, but I do think Jared Goff's looking a lot better this the beginning of this season. You mean Josh Allen? Josh Allen. Who He's, did I say? You are losing your mind. I'm too busy looking at like five different uh, pages, <laughs> having a little switching bit of a between here. someone's uh, <laughs> switching between team pages and and uh, week four scores, and then my picks and your picks. I'm switching around too much. Uh, yeah, and yeah, Josh Allen. He, I mean, it's it's pretty fun watching Josh Allen succeed. I kind of talked shit on him at the beginning of the season, but I mean, he's killing it right now. I don't yeah, have anything. I don't have any complaints about that. Cause fortunately, he's not in my division. Thank God for that. Yeah, true. But, um, yeah. Next, we have the the Colts and the Bears. This was a, a pretty. Finally, the know. Bears get what they deserve. <laughs> Didn't is this the game that the Colts' uh, defense had like five interceptions and? Unfortunately, no, not. No, that was the <laughs> that was another week. Um, but Nick Foles, uh, Big Dick Nick, did not come out today. Uh, the lore of him. Well, I guess he had two hundred and fifty yards, but didn't really do much. This was just a boring game. Another boring game. I mean, this and the Rams game were just two. I don't know if they were defensive struggles or if the both offenses just weren't good. But um, yeah, it, these two games were hard to watch because they were, I believe, both on at three twenty-five, um, and so yep. there's not a whole lot of games to switch through. And those were the boring ones for sure. Yeah, I mean, the one thing I'll say is Nick Foles, I mean, it wasn't as disgusting as watching Mitch Trubisky play. That is very true. But that's a, that's such a low bar. That that bar is like has dug a hole and jumped right into that hole. <laughs> is uh, Jones better than Mitch? Yeah, it, that's not even a contest. Okay, Tyler. okay. You'll never checking. convince me that, that hey, Jones is worse. Checking. I was just checking. Next game we have is the Injury Bowl. We got the Eagles and the 49ers. Uh, I think we both picked 49ers, actually. Yeah, I mean, I had way more faith in the 49ers just because they didn't play in the NFC East. But, you know, NFC East just got to continue to make shit worse for me. Hey, and the Eagles are now uh, number win, one. Boy. 
They're number one in the NFC East with one win, two losses, and a tie. They lead. They lead the NFC East. And, uh, and I, uh, I read something today that said, who's going to have more wins by the end of the season, the Kansas City Chiefs or the NFC East? <laughs> I mean, all they have to do is average. If that's four. The Chiefs are already ahead wins. of the NFC East. Oh, yeah. No, I know. They have two <laughs> wins total. So they would have no, to they, have... they got three. They got three uh, now. They do? Yep. You got Dallas with Cowboys, one. Cowboys, Eagles, and Washington. Yep, that's right. I, f- I forgot uh, the Cowboys won, my bad. But you, you got to think about this. Think about this. The Giants are dead last, but we're in a situation now where they could win one game against the Cowboys Next and week, be tied for the lead. Or, well, I guess they would still be in second, but they would be half a game behind. They could win two games. Yeah, sure. Let's go with that. But they're they're 0 and 4. A team's chances at the playoffs should be gone when they start 0 and 4. But if they pull out well, a miracle a te- for like one week. A team's, a team's chance of going to the playoffs at 1 2 and 1 should be almost impossible. Because, I mean, I think the number that I've heard thrown around is that if a team starts 0-2, your chances of making the playoffs drops to, like, 11%. Yeah, it's it's a crazy stat. And just think that's how bad the NFC East, East is. Yeah. It, this is – it's almost a little depressing to bring up this little fact. But I after doing some reading, I found out the NFC East has had the worst four-week opening to a season since – like, I don't remember which year, but in the last 50 years, they've had the second worst four-week start to a season. And they've gone to combine 3-12-1. The only other time a division has done worse is when the AFC Central, which is now the West, went 3-13. and 13. That tie prevented them from tying the worst <laughs> start Perfect. for a division. That's hilarious. So that tie meant everything for the Eagles in this division, but good God, and I'm so I'm glad that I came out and said how shitty this division is every fucking year. And let's let's not forget this division could also very easily be one in what would that be one in fourteen, one in sixteen, or no <laughs> zero in sixteen, or no it'd be one in fifteen. My bad, I'm all over the place. It could very easily be one in fifteen. It really because, could have. Uh, the Eagles. Could have lost this game. It was close. The giant or the Cowboys should not have beat the Falcons, and then that means the only win would be Washington football team over the Eagles. Oh God! And I don't think I mentioned this when the season started, but it is very jarring for me because even though I I was basically right about how crappy the NFC East is and how they've been shit for what feels like the last 15 years or something, they still have two Super Bowl champs since 2010 because the Giants got one in 2011 and the Eagles got one in 2017. Yeah. That's still crazy to me because as shitty as the division is, whoever does make it into the playoffs, I can't officially write them out. Yeah. But I don't know. I can't tell you who's going to win this division but I, one thing I can tell you for certain is that they won't deserve that playoff spot they get. 
Yeah, I, for some reason, still think it's going to be the Cowboys. I don't know, dude. They've the Eagles could that do it. Defense I just feel sucks, like they're dude. too injured. But I, they're also missing two of their uh, their starting linebackers. Like their two, their number one and their number two linebacker, Sean Lee and Van Der Esch. And so I think they get those two guys back. That run defense isn't going to be able to isn't going to be as bad. And so that'll really help out. And the pass defense isn't going to be as bad for people coming across the middle and uh, running backs out of the backfield. So. Um, I don't know when they're going to come back, but I do think that does matter. So uh, maybe nah. I don't know, uh, but they could very well go to the playoffs six and ten or seven and nine. If if, if we ever get to a point where a team makes the playoffs in six and ten, there's going to be and, rides in the street. A six and ten uh, NFC East could be hosting a playoff game at home against a ten and six team. No, uh, well, that, that'd we'll be such on. a nightmare. <laughs> it, no. it, well, it's going to be reality. So um, <laughs> we have we already talked about the Chiefs and the Pats, so we can just move on to the last game, uh, which is Packers Falcons, and uh, not a whole lot to say. Aaron Rodgers cooked with four touchdowns. Um, Aaron Jones looked good. Uh, the Falcons looked like trash honestly i mean that they the falcons were able going. to keep it tied for a grand total of like five minutes <laughs> but yeah i was about to say where are you going with this because i the game wasn't ever close yeah <laughs> i mean hell the the packers turned it over on downs on their second drive and then after that they punted a grand total of two times the entire game the entire game they punted twice uh, yeah. No, fucking people were making such big shit about how O'Brien got kicked from the Texans, but the Falcons looked even worse. I would contend that they're a way worse team than the the freaking Texans are, and I'm really worried for Quinn's <laughs> coaching spot right now because this is pathetic. And I mean, yeah, they've only lost they lost by one of the Cowboys, but they gave up such a huge lead that that alone is enough to kill somebody's career. Then you lose to the Bears. Ugh. And then once you actually play a good team, you get blown out. So, you know, you know exactly where this team is. This is a disaster. It's a disaster. The only thing that they can hope for is they play the Lions in three weeks. So (laughs) that's all they can look forward to. Yep. Um, Fuck them. Right. I'm out. Well, that uh, that concludes week four. Um, that's kind of talking about all the all the teams and all the players. Uh, we're gonna do a um, our top ten teams in the NFL, uh, and then do a short just preview of week five. Uh, but first, we're just gonna cut it to an ad, and then we will get right back with with those two things. Okay. That was just my way of cutting it. So um, we can. uh... Okay. Okay. All right. And we are back. Um, We're just going to do our NFL top 10. Uh, Top 10 teams will blow through fairly quickly. Uh, At number 10, I have it a really close race between the pats and the browns um and i 
it's honestly it's really close because I I want to give the Pats a break because um, their two losses they're not three and one they're two and two but their two losses are Seattle and the Chiefs and I have those teams as two of my top three teams so I think it's unfair to be like oh well they don't deserve to be in the top ten because they lost against two of the best teams in the NFL so. Um, and one of those without their starting quarterback. And the Browns have looked really good over the last three weeks. They got smoked in the first week, but they were also facing the Baltimore Ravens, which is also one of my top teams. So I don't necessarily want to fault them either too much. So that's who I have at number 10. Uh, who do you got at number 10? I, as much as I hate him and them, I actually went with the Bucks on this one just because they've been playing pretty freaking well ever since they had a rough start against the Saints. And, you know, they've been playing against, you know, beaten up teams and teams that are, like, not the best. But I'd still say them being able to, like, put 31 points on the Panthers and being able to handle these other teams like the Broncos and Chargers, I think they've done enough to at least warrant a top 10 spot for me right now. But just like you, it's pretty close for me between them and those like the Browns and shit like that. Sure. Um... At number nine, I have uh, the Colts. I don't trust Phillip Rivers at all, but that defense is playing well and they're doing what they need to to, to get it done. I don't know how they're going to stay towards the end of the year um, because I don't necessarily like their play, but they're winning games and that's what matters. Um, I know one of those big wins was against the Jets, so how much does that really count? Uh, but their only loss was week one uh, against the Jags, which was a bad loss, but also it's week one with no preseason and a brand new quarterback and a new system uh, who's been playing under the same system for 15 years. So, um, but yeah, I, I, I think they deserve a top 10 spot. So they're number nine for me. Who do you got? Number nine. I went ahead and chose the Rams on this one. Okay. I feel almost obligated to put in a team that's gone three and one. Like if you've gone three and one, I feel like you're automatically in the running for one of these spots, but I didn't put them ahead of the Colts just because I'm not as impressed with their performances so far. Yeah, that's that's fair. And I think they'll they have a chance to be better, but I mean, fuck, their three wins all came against the NFC East. That who's Rams? Yeah, the Rams. Every they're three and zero against the Cowboys, Eagles, and Giants. They well. the one time they've played a team outside of that division, they lost. Now, granted, it was the Bills, but. I don't know. So, I'm just not impressed with them. <laughs> you're talking about the Rams, right? The Rams. Yeah. that's. I don't have the Rams in my top ten, so maybe that's why. <laughs> um, my number my number eight, I've got uh, Tampa Bay Bucks. I've, I've got them there. They've looked impressive, all except for, for one game, um, which was kind of the same situation as the Colts. It was uh, – First game with no preseasons and a new system and your quarterback's going to a brand new system. I hate Tom Brady, and I wish that he played like he did in week one every week since, but he hasn't. But uh, nonetheless, uh, I have I have Tampa Bay up there at the number eight spot. Who you got? I threw the Colts on there. For me, it's kind of a – you can switch eight and ten around or eight, nine, and ten around, and it'd probably be about the same in how I feel about them. But uh, I don't know. I was just more impressed with their performances against the like lesser teams of the league. Sure. And I do not like Philip Rivers. 
I've never I really been a Colts fan to begin with. But I liked when they had Andrew Luck, except for when, not Andrew Andrew Luck, except for when Andrew Luck beat us in the playoffs. Then I started hating him. But either way, for me, uh, they've they've been consistent, even though they've been playing bad teams, and they finally brought the air the Bears a loss that they actually fucking deserve. And so, yeah, and their only loss was in week one where pretty much anything could have happened in that week for any given team. Yeah, true. Uh, my number seven, I've got the Titans. I don't feel great about that, but uh, they are undefeated and they have been playing fairly well, but all of their wins have come on last second field goal kicks. So that doesn't really make me feel great. But yeah, I have Titans at number seven. Who you got? Uh- I actually also have the Titans, and it, hey, my reason is basically identical on that. Because <laughs> even though they've been just barely scraping by on these wins, they're still undefeated, and at least they're doing it consistently. It's I'd rather somebody consistently winning te- games by like one or two points than losing them by one exactly. or two points. Yep. And just with the way that their schedule is set up, I'm worried about them against the Bills. I'm pretty sure the Bills might just wreck them. But then they get to rebound against an apparently shitty Texans team and then go into play against the Steelers, and that's probably when we'll finally see where this team really stands. Yeah. But this is it's kind of like a slow boil for this team, or a slow simmer to see what these guys are actually going to be. Yeah. Um, Steelers I have at number six, which I'm starting to kind of regret that pick because the Steelers' opponents are a grand total of... One and oh no! Oh my God! You're one right. One and eleven. One and eleven. I think we've just made a bad choice because I also have the Steelers at six as yeah. well. Um, so they're one and eleven. The they're opposing, and they've only won. Now the Giants have won by ten, but the other games have all been close, one possession games. Uh, especially that Broncos game, which was uh, a five-point game. I remember watching it, and it felt pretty close. But, yeah, not uh, not very uh, convincing there to beat three to, – to, to, to win three games in those combined records of 1-11. I know the Titans have something similar, but it's not that bad. I think I probably – I'm willing to admit that I have the Steelers this high at number six based on, like – past biases where the Steelers are just such a consistent team year in and year out that I just I believe that they're at the end of the day going to end up around this spot and they've been consistent enough to be undefeated and if they had played I would have picked them to beat the Titans and so that's just how I feel on them that's why I would put them above the Titans despite the close games well the Titans uh three teams have a combined win of three and nine so not much better who how are these teams getting this easy of a schedule what where is this coming from well i mean you gotta uh, think about it even even the chiefs like hell well we face the baltimore ravens who are three and one the patriots who are two and two and um and you, you know, also got to think who are we playing again in the next like four weeks though Got to think about that. We got the Raiders, oh, which are no. the worst. As of right now, the way that the teams have been playing, the Chiefs, the remaining Chiefs schedule is the easiest in the league, and that's why people think we're going to go sixteen and zero because we really only have to worry about the Bills, uh, Bucks, and 
Uh, I would still worry about the Broncos and well, Broncos. I would say the Chargers, but we've already played in LA. Yeah. So any time that we have to go to a division rival, I worry. No, that's fair. But I mean, yeah. yeah it's, Anyways, that's our number six, which isn't very confident because <laughs> the, they've played a pretty easy schedule so far. But uh, at number five, these are really the who I think are um, Super Bowl contenders. Yeah, I think my five this is, is a the, little they, rough on Super Bowl contender, but uh, my number five is the Bills. I'm hoping that our order is not going to be identical off the ladder from this point because I have the Bills on five okay. as well. Do you think, I think they're Super Bowl contenders, or do you think they're just uh, deep playoff run contenders? Contenders is a is kind of a stretch. I, I'd I say agree that with they're you in there. the same position that the Chiefs were in before Pat Mahomes, where you know the team's good, you know that they should be able to compete and be amongst the teams that fight for a Super Bowl. But because of everybody that they have to go up against, I just I can't bring myself to see them going that far against this kind of competition yeah the thing i have the the problem i have with the bills is their defense is not playing overly like they're not playing well Mm -hmm. if you take out the jets game because it's the jets uh the the bills gave up 28 points to the dolphins not good 32 points to the rams Eh. who just scored 19 points in a game against the giants against the giants um, and then 23 points to the Raiders, which 23 points isn't bad. So that's, that's decent. But those other two, you put all that together. That's not really uh, a defense that I'm, you know, this is, this was supposed to be one of the best defenses in the league. So, um, but at least now that Josh Allen's apparently coming in to his own rhythm and stuff. So who knows, maybe he'll be able to counterbalance the defense taking yeah. a step backwards. Well, and so far he has. So, uh, that's why I think they're a deep playoff, and of course, you know, you never know what can happen. You know, they can get on a run and uh, go to the Super Bowl, but I wouldn't say that they're uh, necessarily a Super Bowl contender. They're more of a uh, just a I, deep I, playoff they, run. I think they're a contender to make the AFC Championship game. I think that's a better. Oh way yeah, to put for it. sure, they definitely could. Because really, just to get to the divisional round, they'll probably just have to beat. A Steelers or Titans type team, Colts, which I think yeah. that they're fully capable of. 100% agree. Uh, my number four uh, is the Baltimore Ravens. Mm. You got where? Where you got the? Who you got at number four? I actually have Seattle still at number four. Okay. As impressed as I am with them, I was still so impressed with how the Ravens were playing and just how their teams built. I feel like. Putting them down any more than third after losing to the Chiefs just isn't really fair. Especially since, like, they were able to come back and make it into, you know, not a complete shit show of a game for them. So, you know, I don't know. When you lose to the Chiefs, I can't give you too much shit because it's the Chiefs and it's Pat Mahomes. But, yeah, Yeah. I have Seattle at four, but I feel like they're easily, like, on that same level as everybody above them. I think... uh... My and, two, three, and four are not necessarily interchangeable, but they're all really, really good teams. And so I'm kind of just putting them, uh, you know, how I think they're they're ranked. But uh, uh, I think you could switch around these two for the most part. Uh, because number three, I have Seattle. So we just have those two switched, I guess. Yeah, well, and for me, the reason I have Seattle this way as well is the competition that the Ravens have gone up against I feel is significantly better 
than what Seattle has. I mean, hell, Seattle's teams, like, what are they, a combined, like, four and eight, whatever the hell it would be, or something like that, because they played the winless Falcons, a two-win Patriots team, a one-win Cowboys, and a one-win Dolphins, and they never blew out any of these teams. All these games were somewhere around 10-point games. That's fair. Um, I think it's just the Russell Wilson, in my opinion. I think when you've mm. got a, a player that's playing that well, um, it's hard for me. Because uh, I have what I think are the three best quarterbacks, one, two, and three. So, And you could even say the five best quarterbacks, one through five, if you want to add Lamar Jackson and Josh Allen. So... I think that's why I have him at number three because I think Russell Wilson's playing significantly better than Jackson. Not saying Jackson's doing bad, but Wilson's uh, Wilson's playing great. So yeah, and we basically already just said what our number threes are. Yeah, Seattle. Yeah, so, I said Seattle. Yeah. You said Baltimore. Number two, I got the Packers. To me, the Packers are only here because they keep just doing so freaking well. Yeah, and it's just it. The other They're teams out fucked team. up. The Ravens fucked up. So now. I have to put the Packers there. Yeah. Not saying that they're like don't deserve it. It's just what what can you do? What's there to say about it? I can it? tell you this though. I would love a Chiefs Packers Super Bowl. Yeah, I remember seeing a Twitter post from like I think it was Matt Verderame. I don't know how to pronounce that, but I yeah, I'd say Mahomes and Rodgers would probably be the dream matchup for a Super Bowl game. Mm-hmm. I mean, I would be okay with Mahomes versus Wilson as well, so I'm not going to say, you know. Yeah, I, that would that would also be great. But uh, so really, as long as the Chiefs are in the Super Bowl and we get Packers or Seattle, I'd be super happy. But if we have to face, I don't know. I guess even Tom Brady facing Tom Brady would be okay. But I, I also don't see just, it happening. But I it don't. Would... I just don't want to face Tom Brady again. I'm just because if he win, if he does win for whatever stupid reason, I don't want to ever have that on my conscience again like i i do the afc championship game because he shouldn't have won that but he did and now <laughs> it just hangs over our heads all the time as Chiefs fans and i don't want that slight just that that to ever happen you know if the packers or seattle do end up beating us in the super bowl um i'm okay with it because it's not fucking tom brady so uh anyways i think we should go ahead and head into our um uh, picks for next week i won't be able to talk about them too much because i got dinner here in about five minutes and my computer is also at six percent so we're gonna have to unfortunately <laughs> run through these a little bit uh fast like we usually have to anyways uh, we got buccaneers versus um chicago buccaneers and chicago i mean i gotta choose the buccaneers on that one maybe nick Foles gets it together but I'm just I'm choosing the Bucks on that one. But it could go yep. either way now that they've switched things around. But I'm pretty yep. confident in that one. I got the same thing. I got I got Buccaneers on that one. Next game we have is uh, Carolina Panthers versus Atlanta Falcons. I mean, Falcons suck. I I have to pick the Panthers. A lot of people for some reason are choosing the Falcons on the ESPN Pick'em stuff. I don't understand what people are talking about. This team can't win a game to save its life, apparently. So, Panthers for me. Yeah, I got Panthers as well. Falcons have played like trash, and I think the Panthers have been playing decent, a lot better than they should be. 
Um, next, we got the Ravens versus the Bengals. If the Ravens don't win this, I would be very concerned for their situation. Yeah, uh, Ravens have to win this game if they want to keep up. Really, they have to win every game if they want to keep in the race for uh, the AFC one seed. So, yeah, I got I got the Ravens here. It should be a fairly easy win, if I'm being honest. But, you know, it is Sunday and anything happens. Uh, we've got the, the Chiefs versus the Raiders. <laughs> you already know. Yeah, I'm, yeah, Chiefs. So um, we got the Rams versus the Washington football team. I'm going with the Rams. <laughs> Let's go for that divisional sweep. Yeah, I'm going for the Rams as well. Um, okay, we had a little short something happened, so we had to restart our audio, uh, but we were just going over the Rams and the Washington football team. Um, I think I also have the Rams. He picked the Rams. Uh it should be an easy win, especially without uh, Young on the Washington football team. Uh, we got Cardinals and the Jets. God, I hope the Cardinals don't blow it against the Jets. If the Cardinals can't win this game, they shouldn't expect to go to the playoffs. So this should be a easy win, and this should be an easy win for my fantasy because I have uh, Kyler Murray and De- uh, and Hopkins, and if they don't go off... I'd be pissed uh, if I, I had that it, pair against well, the Jets. It's, it's just, like, how do you not go off against the Jets? I mean... Any QB and any wide receiver combo should put up 30 points each. So It is amazing how much you despise the Jets of all teams. They're so bad. They're just, <laughs> the Jets are easily your Lions. I don't hate them, but they're just so god-awfully bad. Um, I, I, it's really a, a tie between the New York teams on who's the worst, and I think the Jets are. Um, but... Yeah, I don't know. <laughs> is it possible to have... It is not possible to have two NFC East teams. Oh, wait, no. They're not in the same division. What am I talking about? They could both go 0-16. Yep. God, uh, that'd I be wonderful. Not, either way. Yeah, probably won't happen. <laughs> but uh, Next game, we've got the Eagles and the Steelers. I have the Steelers winning this one. It sucks that we had to keep agreeing on stuff, but yeah, I gotta pick the Steelers. <laughs> well, also, the Steelers... After this game, they will their opponents have two wins <laughs> between all of them. <laughs> God, that's so bad. Uh, we got the Jags and the Houston Texans. I have Jags. <sighs> this is a close one for me because I don't think Houston's terrible, but for some reason, I just always want to believe in the Minshew. Well, now that you think about it. The Texans announced. Do you know who the replacement head coach is for this? The rest of the season for the I Texans. Do not. It is a certain a name you might know well. A certain uh, Romeo Crennel. <laughs> and I we. Thought you were about to say Bob Sutton, and I was about <laughs> no, to. No, just... <laughs> no. I think he's stuck on the Falcons, so you yeah, can see where is. the hell their problems yeah, fucking exactly. arise. The Falcons have been like the thirty-second ranked defense <laughs> since Bob Sutton got hired by the Falcons. Correlation? Coincidence? <laughs> I think not. Okay. Anyways. <laughs> but I, I got to pick the Jags because the Texans suck, but I yeah. can easily see Cronell managing some type of magic as a replacement well, he's coach. He's still got again. Deshaun Watson as his quarterback. So, but we've it's... seen what Romeo Cronell does with offenses as well. Yeah. <laughs> uh, the next game, we got the dolphins and the 49ers. I've got the 49ers on this one. Uh, hmm. Well, yeah, 
I'm going to choose the Dolphins this time, just just so we had some fucking parody in our picks. And, no, you know, they, San Francisco, they did just blow it. So, or well, recently, yeah, you know. No, this could so, be a close game because just because of the injuries on the 49ers. Mm-hmm. I'm going to hope that, that that's that, just enough for the Dolphins to come out. Yeah, that's the only reason why the, the Dolphins would win this game. But uh, I feel bad for the 49ers after that Super Bowl game. They don't deserve to have half their team injured. But uh, you know it is what it is. We've uh, I've got two percent, so we've we've got to nail through okay, these. Okay. Uh, we've got the Browns and the Colts. I got the Browns. I'll choose the Colts. Fuck the Browns. Oh damn. Okay. Okay. Uh, we got the Cowboys and the New York Giants. It's gotta be the Cowboys. As if much the as Cowboys I hate them, don't fuck. win this game, do they go one and fifteen? That's the question. That would uh, be the big question. <laughs> we've got. Uh, also, if their defense lets up like 35 points in this game, fire <laughs> everyone on the defense. Uh, we've got the Pats versus the um, Denver Broncos. I got the Pats. Yeah, Pats. Anybody could yeah. quarterback them and yeah. beat one of these AFC West teams. Yeah. It's not I think it could Chiefs. be close, though, uh, if, if Cam's not playing. Which yeah, I, think I think it it'll be, be a decent game. But I think the defense will uh, eat up whatever quarterback the Broncos have. We've got Seattle and the Vikings. I got Seattle. Yep, Seattle. Okay. I figured that was pretty easy. Uh this is where I'm gonna differ on you. We've no got way. uh we've got the Sa- uh LA Chargers and the Saints. I got I got the LA Chargers on this one. I'm picking the Saints. You you're fucking out of <laughs> your mind. Those injuries are Saints too, way much. too much. <laughs> no. <laughs> but I, I Justin Herbert's played well, so I think uh I think yeah, but so is another... Joe Burrow, and look where that's gotten the Bengals so far. Well, so, I think the Chargers are a little bit better than the Bengals. So if they get um, if they are getting more guys back from injury than I think they are, then yeah, they'll have a better chance. But with these injuries, I'm, it's not happening, especially without Austin Eckler back there. Yeah, or that's Eckler. very fair. Not having Eckler is a big big disadvantage on their end. Did we choose? Um, did we choose a Titans and Bills? I feel like Titans? we skipped somebody. No. Yeah, we both said Bills. Okay. Yep. Then did, I, I must did have you had say a stroke. Bills? I appreciate. Yeah, I said Bills. Okay. I must have had a stroke or something there. May, but maybe we did miss it. Maybe I was just going through and <laughs> just in case we, went too far. we both picked Bills. Yeah. Um. Uh, but yeah, that's it for this week. I'm at one percent, so we'll have a fast sign off. Uh, hope you guys have fun watching football this week. I hope we get another Chiefs win. Make sure to follow us on Twitter and Instagram at Couch Critics Pod, and then on Facebook at just Couch Critics. Um, and we'll just see you next week. See ya.